0: From the Protectors of the Internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. It's the PKO Podcast. Welcome to the PKO Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I'm Dana, and today with me again, my colleague Jess is on the line. Hey, Jess, thanks for joining me. Hi, Dana. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome back. So glad to have you on the show and talking about a really important topic today. But before we get to that, I have a joke for you uh so we are releasing this one shortly after valentine's day i believe so i have a valentine's day joke for you ready all right i'm ready what do you say to an octopus on valentine's day octopus i don't know i want to hold your hand 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 (laughs) hand
1: that's a good one I love it. Oh, I'm Ah, using that one.
0: Finally found somebody (laughs) that appreciates my humor here. (laughs) All right. Well, we like to start these off lighthearted, but we do have a really serious topic to talk about today, and that is the topic of sextortion. So Jess, would you mind kicking us off and introducing us to what this is and why we're talking about it today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we are just coming off of celebrating Safer Internet Day, uh, which occurred on February 8th. And this is um, a yearly uh, global initiative um, that aims at creating a safer internet uh, for all and kind of creating safe spaces online. Um, And this year, the ICAC focus for Safer Internet Day was sextortion. Essentially we want to start the conversation about this issue and help raise awareness about this form of online abuse. So by definition sextortion is an online exploitation crime that's directed toward children. In which non physical forms of coercion are used such as blackmail for example to either acquire sexual pictures or content from a child engage in sex with a child or obtain money from the child. Um, So. This type of abuse can take on different forms, but it's primarily the threat to expose sexual images in order to make a person do something.
0: Okay. So kind of what it sounds like, it's extortion for sexual content or sexual activity or that type of thing, right? Right. And the scary thing about this is the last couple of years, we have seen this... um, in an increasing amount happening with children as victims. Um, Do you have information about
1: kind of ages of victims or anything like that? Um, Yeah. I mean, this is definitely becoming increasingly common. It's happening to young kids and teens. Um, We're seeing this within our cyber tips. Um, but some actual data, um, according to thorn.org uh, which has um, a lot of great information related to this that comes directly from youth, um, one in four victims were 13 or younger when threatened, and two in three uh, victims are girls threatened before the age of 16. Mm. And uh, it, it is a really, it's an impactful
0: crime that's taking place, our our Kids having to deal with this serious of a psychologically impactful situation um, is just a really terrible thing. And and so many of them deal with it on their own um, and don't seek out help from
1: others. Right. Right. Definitely. Um, it's definitely a type of crime that, you know, the victims often stay silent, Um due to a variety of reasons, you know, embarrassment or shame or self-blame um, all can be reasons that people don't reach out for help. And that's, you know, what we want to change by talking about this issue is destigmatizing it and and bringing awareness to it. Yeah, absolutely. The,
0: the victim's never to blame, uh, first of all, just first and foremost, right? right? Um, mm-hmm. But certainly nobody should ever feel you know, I, and I know it's completely normal to feel shame and embarrassment for this sort of thing, but nobody should ever feel shame and embarrassment for being victimized by somebody. And and the perpetrators that do this sort of thing, they're practiced at what they do uh, and they know what tactics and techniques um, that they should, you know, that they can try and and may or may not work. Um and we really, we, we need to focus the blame on them. It
1: is it is their fault. Absolutely. And they're manipulative. And we have to keep in mind that, you know, these are children involved as well. Mm-hmm. So they're even, you know, sometimes less able to navigate this and to understand, you know, what's happening in these situations. Um, and I think it's important to remember also that sextortion can happen not only with people that you've just met online you know strangers online that have asked for images or um you know threatened to share your images but this can also happen in in relationships you know intimate relationships that these children might have been in and perhaps break up and their partner or former partner uh threatens to share these images or um, to humiliate them or to try to force them to get back together that sort of thing so it can be with people that they know as well and that's even more confusing (laughs)
0: yeah that's a really good point and not not only more confusing but um maybe more impactful right depending on what the situation is and i think there's a middle ground too of of where it could be the perpetrator could be somebody that they know um but didn't necessarily have a relationship with right like a friend or (laughs) another child at school or a neighboring school or something like that um and that's that's a different level of impact because they may be sitting next to that person and the victim may or may not know that that's who the perpetrator is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's some, some power and control there too um, from that side of things. But I think it's good to think about that from a guardian standpoint and how we respond to this. If our child comes and asks us for help, uh, it's important to know that it could be a total stranger and there's some things we want to think about from that standpoint it could be somebody that they see in school or somebody that they know or somebody that they care about or have cared about. Um, and, you know, there's just a different set of, of circumstances there that we have to kind of think about responding to.
1: Right. And I think it's really important that, you know, in talking about this, that we are defining that so that, you know, this particularly, you know, kids understand that this shouldn't happen from anybody, whether you know them or whether it's somebody you just met online, nobody should be, you know posing these threats to you so um a good thing to keep in mind and to remind kids as well
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. so we talk we talk a lot about blame and you know how that factors into this shame and embarrassment and that sort of thing and i think it's worth mentioning a couple of other stats just for awareness because i think sometimes this comes from this increasing perception that sexting is, is normal, um, especially for, for younger age groups. And, you know, Thorne as Jess had mentioned, has done some really great research. And one of the things they've done in in addition to this sextortion topic is they've done research on self-generated exploitation material that kids have self-generated. And one of the things they found from that self-survey is that, Five out of six children report that they haven't shared a nude image. And I think that that's really important for us to remember um, in our messaging that, you know, the perception might be there that this is common. But when we're talking to kids, we need to be really emphasizing the fact that that it's not common, that more kids are saying no or aren't taking place in this or recognize that this is wrong um, and
1: try to kind of really drive that positive messaging. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think along those same lines, um, whether or not it's more common amongst kids to share nude images, you know, those that have or have made that choice, um, it's still not okay for somebody to take that and then, you know, exploit that. So if, you know, a child has decided to send an image and then somebody is threatening to share that around, it's, it's never too late to stop and ask for help and, you know, to say no.
0: Absolutely. Excellent point. Absolutely. And that's a really great message to share too. We have all made mistakes. That's all something like that is, as somebody making a mistake in judgment. And we've all been there and can understand that. And there's never a mistake too big that a child can't come and ask for help. And I think that that's a really great message to hammer home, that it does not matter what has happened it doesn't matter what you may have done or shared or anything like that, um and it doesn't matter how you know if you get in deep into a situation like this, mm-hmm. there's never a time where you can't ask for help
1: right and that and that's really what our goal is with starting a conversation about this and talking about it, raising awareness about it the you know the best way to help stop this. Is to stop it before it starts, um, and we do that by destigmatizing this issue, and you know, encouraging people to reach out for help and reach out to their friends or their family um, if this sort of thing happens, because there is help out there. There are resources. Definitely, and they've seen that when when a child
0: looks for support, asks for help. Um, that increases reporting to law enforcement exponentially. And that's what we mm-hmm. need to have happen so that, that law enforcement can investigate and stop this individual from from that from doing that behavior and from doing that behavior to others as well.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Uh, so a lot of really good information as Jess had mentioned on the Thorn website, Thorn.org and stops stopsextortion.com. Um, really good resource information there advice for kids for guardians um they've also got a reporting text line which i think is awesome for kids as as a reference um and the other reference or resource that i want to throw out there and share is the cyber tip line through the national center for missing and exploited children's website uh, so you can get to that at missingkids.org that's a great place to report um, online child exploitation and we see, we see a fair amount of children reporting that they've been victimized on there. Right, Jess, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say kids, you know, we got to keep in mind the kids are capable and reminding them and reminding parents to, um, to teach everybody how to report either through the actual app itself or through the cyber tip line is super important. Um, cause that's how it gets to law enforcement. So, um, Yes, definitely. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Empower
0: them to to make those decisions and to be able to report it both through the website and through or through the app and through um, the cyber tip line, if that's appropriate. And you can help them with that or they can do it on their own. Uh, But those are those are really great ways to help them.
1: Um, But we can start the conversation with younger kids, too, and should. Right, Jess? Yes, definitely. Talking to kids early about this stuff is important. Um, these may seem like really grown-up topics, um, just like a lot of things that we have to talk to kids about these days, but um, but they are going to encounter it sooner rather than later. So it's important to talk about it early so they know what to do if they ever encounter this situation and have the tools to address that. And you
0: can address it in a different way with younger ages, right? There's ways that you can teach right. them... Um things that empower to make the right decisions, right? Like what do you do if something makes you feel funny? Uh, You know, you hit the back button, you turn off the screen, you come hand me the computer Um, Mm -hmm. or those types of things, or just like what, what is oversharing? What isn't oversharing and talking about what is okay in your household uh, to be posting out there, who's okay to be communicating with. And those are really great ways to introduce those conversations with younger kids, and then let them grow as the kids grow and and start using um, the internet a little bit more independently.
1: Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of great resources out there to talk about D and all of these topics at all different age groups. So um, definitely, talking yeah. to them early is is key.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So, Jess, you've shared a ton of great information here today. I really appreciate you joining us and talking about this really serious, really impactful, really important topic um, and all the work that you do with it. So thank you very much.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much again for having me.
0: You bet. So, folks, if you have questions about apps, topics, things you want us to look into, please reach out to us on our website at ICAC.WIDOJ.gov. You can always connect with us on social media, which you'll find through there as well. And thanks for joining us today. As always, stay safe.